What are you doing? I'm getting my brain ready to handle the challenge. I'm getting my brain ready to learn. I'm getting my brain ready to overcome obstacles. I'm getting my brain ready to remember stuff. I'm getting my brain ready to be ready for life. And why is it that we always talk about exercise in relationship to being fit, being strong, uh, having ripped abdominals, tight butt cheeks, all of those things that tend to come with exercise rather than what does exercise do for your brain? And the reason why I think it's the most important thing is what does your brain control? If you've got a fit, strong, healthy brain versus an unfit, weak brain, if you're mentally tough versus mentally weak, how different is your life? So often, <laughs> yes, I exercise to feel good, and yes, I exercise to be healthy, and yes, I exercise to have a strong immune system and a fast metabolism and all of those great things. But the thing that I love most about exercise is what it does for my brain. This is my new friend, Sam Sun, with the big bum. Uh, my new indoor boxing friend, and he is my new weapon now against obstacles, against challenges, against a brain that becomes weak. Because as you get older, it's been suggested that you're supposed to have brain challenges, you're supposed to get Alzheimer's, you're supposed to get dementia, you're supposed to get old. Well, when you've got a friend like Samsung, uh, it's very unlikely that any of those things will happen. I'll rephrase. When you're fit and strong, your brain is fit and strong, not just your body. And if your brain is staying young and fresh and what I love to call uh, the anti-aging tools, when you get puff, when you lift heavy, you get neuroplasticity and neurogenesis, which is neuroplasticity means you can think differently. You can overcome challenges because you've got a brain that can handle uh, the opportunity to come up with solutions. And neurogenesis, which means you can drop off old brain cells and grow new ones. And all of that to me is really exciting, particularly as an old lady, because it means that I don't have to get an old brain. So here's a great question. If you've got a test, if you've got to learn something, if you've got to overcome a challenge, if you've just been stressed, or you know that you're going to be in a stressful situation, if you don't feel good, and here's a really big one, because a lot of people uh, relate depression, anxiety to tired, lethargic, can't be bothered, I'm not going to do anything, or I'm going to go to the doctor and get a pill. The interesting thing about those pills is what they do is supposedly change your brain chemistry. Antidepressant drugs, pharmaceutical recommendations where you take a pill for your brain are supposed to change your brain chemistry. But if I come in here and punch Samsung for 10 seconds, if I do 10 seconds of jump squats, if I skip, if I get on my cross trainer, if I do something to get really puffed, that high intense activity, 10 seconds phosphate system, my brain chemistry changes. And I'll do the reverse of that. If I don't overload my body and my brain, nothing changes. So a lot of people talk about let's go for a walk or let's do some gentle activity or let's read a book or let's do something uh, relaxing or meditation for the brain. And that's all lovely. But if I want to change my brain chemistry, I have to force it to change. And the quickest way to change brain chemistry is to get into the phosphate system. And as I always explain, and any endocrinologist will explain this to you, any doctor will explain it to you, and we probably learnt it in year 9 or year 10 biology, is we have three energy systems, the phosphate system, the lactate system, and the aerobic system, and they are all designed to give us energy to do the things that we need to do. But the phosphate system is designed... It's called the fight and flight system for a reason because it's designed to keep us alive. It's the alive system. Keep me alive so I can sprint or fight. And as I always share, 
Sprinting's easy if you're on your own. So if you've got to run away from something, you can do that by yourself. And it'd be good to be super fit so that you can sprint away from a challenge. But if you're a teacher, a boss, a coach, a pastor, a leader, uh, an exercise professional, if people are relying on you for great information, if people are relying on you to be a leader, if people are relying on your brain strength, your mental strength, is it possible that flighting is not an option for us? We have to be able to turn and fight. And that 10-second phosphate system is what forces the body to change. We produce epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol. The catecholamine system is designed to keep us alive. When that's in action, we can do the things that we need to do to fight. Our brain chemistry changes immediately. The reverse of that system is that after I have overcome the threat, after I've fought, after I've sprinted away if I've needed to, and I'll share again, if I'm on my own, I can sprint. But if I'm a boss, a pastor, a coach, a leader, I can't pick up people and sprint with them. I have to turn and fight and protect them. Now, that might not be from an animal. That might be from a, a mental threat. But I just want to be tough and strong to be able to do that. How about you? So I'm constantly fighting with Samsung, constantly doing uh, overload, intense activity for my muscles, my bones, my endocrine system, my central nervous system, my heart and lungs, so that I can stay fit and strong, so that I can be a leader, so that I can overcome challenges, so I can be a solution finder, so I can be positive in negative situations. So if you ever need to do that, if you're the same, why is it that we, we don't use this amazing tool? And I share that, uh, that question uh, with much uh, fascination and sometimes a little frustration. Because the phosphate system, if you did biology at school, you learnt about it. If you're an exercise professional, you should understand it. If you've got any kind of understanding of anatomy and physiology, it's the ABC of how the human body works. If I, get, if I push my body to 100% effort, I produce epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, and then I produce dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, brain-derived neurotropic factor, which are the neurotransmitters that make me feel good, make me feel satisfied, make me feel rewarded, and most importantly, put fertilizer into my brain so that I can think more clearly, I can be more creative, I can overcome challenges, I get neuroplasticity and I get neurogenesis. So that beautiful, if I put all of that together in one gorgeous package, if I get puffed, if I lift, lift heavy, if I do a combination of both, I change my brain chemistry so that I can think more clearly, I can be a better human being. And I, I, I don't want that to sound some airy-fairy motivational rah-rah. I just, I'm in a position every single day where I need to be positive, I need to be happy, I need to be a solution finder, I need to overcome challenges, and I need to be strong and tough mentally and physically. How about you? So why, do we, why don't we use this amazing tool? And if you are, congratulations. If you are, please excite other people. It's not about the exercise. I get very annoyed now with the word exercise because most people think when I ask them that exercise is 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes to an hour and it's some kind of pacing yourself through either the lactate system or the aerobic system, not getting 100% effort into the phosphate system. And the challenge with, as I always share with the lactate system, there's a waste product called lactic acid. Lactic acid produces burning sensation in your muscles and produces, a lot of people, it makes, makes them feel sick. That's why it's called the green zone. So why would I exercise somebody in the lactate system when they're going to be pacing themselves anyway because it's not the 100% effort system? Once I go past 10 seconds of 100% effort, I now have to 
I'm working with the lactate system, so I'm going to have that waste product and I'm going to be pacing myself. Once I'm in the aerobic system, I can keep going forever, which means long and slow and boring results. And none of that changes my brain. What changes my brain is 100% effort, fight and flight, phosphate system, turn my body into a, a high-performance machine. And that's why I've got Samsung. That's why I've got a skipping rope. That's why my muscles and bones need to be overloaded. That's why my brain needs to... The only way my brain can change is for me to force it. So if I want brain chemistry that's full of dopamine, reward neurotransmitter, serotonin, satisfaction transmitter, uh, brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for my brain, if I want to be a high-performing mentally and physically human being, I'll rephrase, if I want to be tough and strong mentally and physically, I have to get puffed and I have to lift heavy in a combination of both. Because the stronger my muscles and bones, the harder I can push it when I'm in my phosphate system. If I have weak muscles and bones, I can't push very hard. So if you are a boss, if you are a teacher, a parent, a coach, a pastor, somebody who people rely on you to be tough and strong, do you have an option to be weak? And if the answer is no, please take up the opportunity, if you haven't already, to become phosphate fit, 10 seconds, high intense activity, and turn your body into a high performance machine because the people in your life might need you to be a high performance human being. Samsung, Rowie, boom, healthy, fit, strong, because we get puffed and because we lift heavy. Could that be a great idea? Ha ha.